Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What's up, everyone? Welcome back for a brand new edition of Collider Dailies. I feel like the luckiest person in the world today because I get to do today's show with John. John, what's up? We're finally doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we've we've talked about having an episode where it was the two of us for, uh, you know, basically since the beginning. But now we get to do it. Uh, I'm I'm very tired, to be honest. with you. <laughs> How are you doing today? I mean, I feel like I'm always tired, but you you have a, a better excuse to be tired because you really went hard with uh, New York Comic Con coverage. Yeah, it was a lot of running around the floor, a lot of going from one place to another, a lot of off-site stuff. It was it was nuts. Yep. All right. We have uh, a bunch of people saying hello. I see MK Songbird in the live chat. Jeremy and Steve, what's up? I am so excited that we get to talk about these three topics today with all of you because we've got some good stuff here. This first story has me has me pretty pumped because I did watch a little Gargoyles growing up. So I am intrigued by the idea that we are getting a live action series on Disney+. Plus. This exclusive comes from THR and they're reporting that Gary Doberman and James Wan's company, Atomic Monster, have teamed up to remake the 1990s cartoons as a live action Disney Plus series. The plan is for Doberman to write, executive produce, and show run. And the project is currently in the state of uh, early development, I guess. So that is where it's at right now. And I am very excited. I'm very excited. I'll get to my red flags and, and my green flags in a moment. But, John, what is your take on this? Are you pumped for live action gargoyles? I am. I'm hesitantly excited. Uh, cautiously optimistic, as it were. Here's the thing. The crew behind it is awesome. Like, as soon as I saw that Atomic Monster was taking care of it, I was just like, okay, 
it's in it's in good hands at least. I grew up watching Gargoyles. It was one of those things where every day, every morning before school on the Disney Channel, there was an episode of Gargoyles and then an episode of Goof Troop. So for me, like those are those are probably my two like most uh, fundamental cartoons as a child. Uh, so you know, I am excited to see more Gargoyles. For me, the thing that has me a little bit weary is the live action part of it. I don't quite fully understand why live action when a cartoon would do just fine. I think I'm kind of in the exact same boat here. I'm I'm curious to see how they wind up going about the live action element and what techniques they use to bring the gargoyles to life on screen. And, you know, really, if this was announced with either no filmmakers attached or maybe different filmmakers, I'd be a little more nervous than I am right now. It's going to be a creative challenge no matter what, even though I love Juan and Doberman. But the fact that it's the two of them does have me putting a lot more faith in the idea than I would otherwise, just because someone brought it up in in the live chat. So in case you guys don't know, Gary Doberman made his directorial debut with Annabelle Comes Home, the third, third Annabelle movie, which is spectacular. I love that movie. He also directed Salem's Lot. MK Songbird pointed this out. I want his Salem's Lot movie so, so badly. And it's one of those ones that was kind of shelved and is just sitting there and Warner Brothers is doing nothing with it. It's very frustrating. But he also wrote Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, It, It Chapter 2, The Nun. So dude knows what he's doing. I've got a lot of faith in him and that makes me have a lot of faith in this series, this idea. There's a lot of horror royalty working on this, which kind of makes me wonder if they're going to go with a horror bend to it. Uh, the kid, yeah. even the kid show was a little dark. Like the cartoon was a little bit dark because I mean, it's gargoyles. They're, they're, you know, cloven hooved wings. They're, you know, they're like a half a step removed from demons effectively. So like they could go with a bit of a darker, edgier sort of tone to it, which that team would absolutely nail i really think that for me it comes down to how you know how they handle the gargoyles themselves are they going to be fully cgi or are they going to be like dudes with prosthetic makeup and you know animatronic wings or something that is what sort of makes me worried and honestly i don't really know which one i would prefer (laughs) i was thinking thing too because I started to think, uh, you know, Malignant maybe and, you know, the makeup effects in that movie were great. So maybe they could go that route. But one of the first ideas that popped into my mind was maybe doing motion capture, performance capture. That could be the way to do it. Yeah, I I mean, like because for me, on one hand, if they go with full CGI gargoyles, I find myself wondering why do it as live action then? But on the flip side of that, if they go full CGI, they can, you know, they could potentially get members of the original voice cast back to, you know, voice the gargoyles, which would be brilliant. Uh, But then, you know, again, there's the whole question of why, why even bother being live action? But if they go with, you know, people in makeup effects and everything, it'll probably look really, really good, which kind of has my vote, to be honest. Um, But then, you know, we have to wonder like who's who's being cast to play like who is anybody going to be able to match up to, you know, all of these classic voices that I hear in my head when I see the characters. I don't know. It's, yep. just, it's, it's hard to say. Yep. 
we're gonna we're gonna see how this all unfolds. We've definitely got our eye on this project, and when we get another update, you will hear it first right here on Collider Dailies. We're moving over to topic number two. Yet another topic I'm very excited about because I love the Knives Out film franchise. I love Ryan Johnson, and I was very very eagerly awaiting an update on Knives Out three. This one comes from the rap. So Ryan Johnson said it's coming along. I obviously couldn't work during the strike, and now that it's over, I'm diving in full force, and so it's coming along. I've got the premise. I've got the setting. I've got what the movie is in my head. It's just a matter of writing the damn thing. So that is where they're at right now. And that's kind of what I expected. I, I didn't expect to hear anything different, but that is an update. And because it's such a highly anticipated project, we thought it was an update. Well, we're sharing with you. We also thought it would be a really great excuse to do a little Knives Out 3 fan casting. You confident in your fan casting, John? Uh, yes and no. I've got, I've got one that I, that I think is a slam dunk. One that I'm not so sure about. And one that I kind of just want to see for like my own personal, like love of the actor. Okay. All right. So you, you're going first up, I think. So who is your first pick? So first up, he's, he's already appeared in the other two, uh, films just as a voice only, Mm. uh, long history with Ryan Johnson. It's Joseph Gordon Levitt. Uh, I think it's time for him to actually like make a physical appearance in the series already. Uh, I loved when they worked together on Brick back in the day. That was that movie kind of just came out of left field for me. I didn't know anything about it until one day I just kind of had a DVD. I don't even know where I really got it. Uh, and then I watched it and I loved it. And it's still on a pretty regular rotation for me. So, you know, let's let's get those two back together for, you know, Knives Out. I like that. I could see that happening. So my first pick here is tied to the source article that this information came from, this update on the project came from, because part of the reason why The Wrap was interviewing Ryan and also producer Ron Bergman is because the two of them, their company, T Street Films, has this uh, has this uh, low budget uh, emerging filmmaker initiative, and they produced the new movie that you can now watch on Netflix, uh, Fair Play, directed by Chloe Dumont. So it was it was a piece about the three of them, and I highly recommend reading it if you haven't. But that obviously had Fair Play on my mind, and one thing, one of many things I love about Fair Play is Alden Ehrenreich. I feel like. Dude needs to get more opportunities to to go big. And this doesn't really apply to fair play, but it does apply to something like a Knives Out. I want to see him be able to play, to take some big swings. And I feel like what I've seen in past Knives Out films in terms of, you know, yeah, it being like a tense mystery thriller, but also absolutely hilarious with these really eccentric personalities. I feel like someone like him could do a lot with an opportunity in a movie like that. So he is my first pick. I I admittedly haven't watched a lot of Aaron Reich's work, um, but I will say that I feel like he could be somebody who could very well take like the goofier elements of sort of the Knives Out like series. Like its tone is is not the most serious thing in the world. He could definitely take that and play with it. And I think that it would work really, really well. All right. Uh, so we've got two. You're next yeah, up. My next person actually would honestly be someone that I would like to see in a goofier, less serious role. This is the one that I'm a little bit less confident with. Uh, My pick on this is Idris Elba. I feel like I feel like Idris so often is cast in these like very 
dour, very serious roles. Even the like goofier roles that he has, he's sort of the the straight man in it. So I'd like to see him come into this and be able to like like have him play like a a playboy who knows that he's like hot stuff and just put him into an absolutely absurd like murder mystery situation and just let him have fun. Okay. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. I feel like uh I don't know the last thing I've heard him play in is uh as Knuckles in Sonic the Hedgehog 2, but I feel like this this type of play is a little different, so I'd like to see yeah. that. My number two is someone who I think might be having the best 2023 of of any actor out there. It's Iowa Debre, who has her first Emmy nomination for The Bear. She was exceptional in Bottoms, Theater Camp, also as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. She is just absolutely crushing it this year, and there's no doubt in my mind she's going to continue to crush it. But, man, she's got a very, very specific sense of humor, comedic timing, delivery on her comedic lines. I just feel like she would excel in something like Knives Out, and I would just especially love to see her collaborate with a director like Ryan Johnson. So, So she is number two on my list right now. Honestly, I would be surprised if she wasn't in it at this point. Like she keeps popping up in everything. Like I just I hear her name constantly. As you should. I'm not complaining. She does a great job in every single thing. Uh, just she's everywhere. And so she if she's in Knives Out 3, as I said, wouldn't be a surprise at all for hmm. me. Uh, my last pick would be this one is this one. It's a little bit of a, of a personal pick just because I she's my favorite, uh, one of my favorite actors. And that is uh, Miss Sigourney Weaver. Mm. Uh, I just for some reason, she strikes me as someone who would have already been in a Knives Out. Uh, she's just she she has this air about her that. I think would work really, really well with a murder mystery. And I don't know if I've, if we ever actually seen her in a murder mystery to my knowledge. Uh, so again, it's, it's totally just a personal pick. I just, I would love to see more good of her personal pick. I feel like it would be a crime to say no to that before I give my last pick. I'll just say Leo is suggesting Natasha Leon. So for what it's worth, I purposely avoided picking names that were on a whole lot of fan casting lists. Like another name that's on a lot of lists out there that I think fits perfectly with the knives out vibe is Jennifer Coolidge for obvious reasons, but I didn't put her here because she is everywhere. Jeremy uh, also says Jeremy Allen White. I like that. Bob Odenkirk, Margot Robbie, Meryl Streep, Nathan Fillion, and Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton I like. I like that one. And Steve says Florence Pugh. And Alexandra Daddario is another one I could really get behind. So all good suggestions there. Linda Hamilton is so like she feels very out of left field, but at the same time, now that her name's been brought up, yes. I'm like, yeah. I know. Totally. I'm, Let's do it. I'm really into <laughs> Get that. Get in there. So my last pick on this list, I'm going to use to lead us into our final topic. And it's also someone that I really believe in. And I'm very excited to watch her career soar even higher from here on out. I'm going with the fall of the House of Usher star, Willa Fitzgerald. So part of the reason why I'm going with her is because John knows this. We both just went to Fantastic Fest. And I got the chance to see her in two things there. Fall of the House of Usher, which I think 
think she is excellent in, but also a movie called Strange Darling. Please keep an eye out for that film. It was my favorite movie of Fantastic Fest, and her performance in it is like next level stuff. Before having seen that, and I know she's been in other things, but the primary reason I knew her was because of the Scream TV series. And yes, she is rock solid in that show. And that show grew on me quite a bit by the end. But when you look at the type of character she's playing in the Scream TV series, and then you watch her in something like Strange Darling and also Fall of House of Usher, it's just like range for days. So I want to see her get more really big opportunities because I am a big believer that she needs to be like superstardom level getting all the opportunities in the world. I definitely agree on that one. I haven't I haven't gotten a chance to see Strange Darling. I do want to check it out. Um, but yeah, she crushed it in Fall House of Usher. Yes. Uh, so yes, please. Honestly, to help segue into our next topic, yeah. where we are going to be talking about the fall of the House of Usher. Uh, I, think that, I think that anyone in that cast probably could I, slot I was thinking the same out. thing. I feel like um I feel like Mike Flanagan and Ryan Johnson should just create one big like cast collective and just like always swap actors and, and mix and match. <laughs> like like I guess my fourth pick would be Mark Hamill then. Like, let's Ooh. get Mark Hamill in Knives Out. I like that. Mark Hamill, so good in Fall of House of Usher. Yeah. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. All right. So this is our last topic of the day. We are doing a non-spoiler review of The Fall of the House of Usher, which you could watch right now on Netflix. Non-spoilers. If you have not seen the show, you are totally safe here. So this is yet another Mike Flanagan series on Netflix. And I do need to watch it a few more times to do a proper ranking, just because I've gotten very obsessed with all of his past series, and I've rewatched them quite a few times. But I will tell you, even after two viewings at this point, this one's going to be pretty high up there. I feel like a lot of people know this. I don't really give, you know, five out of fives or A's or even use the word masterpiece very often because I like the word to mean something when I actually do use it. But if if I'm thinking it through properly, I would apply the word masterpiece to a lot of Mike Flanagan's series, and this one would be included. It is just, to to me, this is an example of like an optimal type of adaptation, especially in an industry where we're oversaturated with adaptations all the time. It's it's one that is, uh, you know, super rich with Poe influences and nods, but those stories are woven together so well that it will it will appeal to Poe super fans, but it also makes sure that Fall the House of Usher is something for everyone to enjoy. And the bonus to that would be, it includes so many cool stories that it might inspire some who does not know know Poe's work very well to maybe seek one of those stories out after watching Usher. So that, I think, is a great part of this show. And then we've already talked about it. The cast is just absolutely exceptional. I'm, 
I'm really, really hoping that Netflix pushes this one hard for a number of Emmy categories, because I, I do think it deserves the, the one that really upset me was uh, Midnight Mass. I thought Midnight Mass was going to break into the award season conversation in a bigger way than it did. This one better because it's about time. They deserve it. But the one thing that I want to see this show get more than anything in the world is a casting nomination because, my God, Flana Family All-Stars. And it's it's again, it's that perfect balance between, you know, stunt casting. That's a thrill for anybody who's been obsessed with Mike Flanagan shows, but also in a way where it is done to serve characters. These are the perfect actors for these particular roles. So you get the best of both worlds. Love the show. Yeah, it is so brilliantly made. Uh, Flanagan, he he crushes it yet again. Uh, I have loved everything of his that I've watched, uh, and this is no different. Uh, as far if I were to rank this amongst all of his work, it is exceptionally hard. But against the TV shows, I'd probably put it at number two. Just purely because I have so much love for Hill House oh, okay. that it's it's hard for me to put anything above that. But this does get really, really close. I love how it handles the Poe po adaptations blah, uh, in that it is, as you said, it is something where if you are a fan of Edgar Allan Poe, you're going to get a lot from it. But if you have never read a single word of his writing, you're still going to be able to enjoy the show perfectly fine. And you're still going to understand everything that's going on. And I, I love that it was able to take all of these different Edgar Allan Poe stories and almost do a sort of pseudo anthology. Yeah. Like I loved the structure of the show like that, where every episode was a different adaptation and focused on a different member of the Usher family while still weaving in the overarching plot. It was so it's so well put together and just just a fantastically crafted piece of media that I think that everyone should watch, whether or not you're a horror fan like honestly, it has its scary moments. It's not the most scary thing in the world. So if you are somebody who, you know, maybe you don't have a high tolerance for scares, this might be honestly a decent one to check out. So I'll say it's not the scariest in terms of things like like jump scares. And I think some of the ghosts in previous series might be a little scarier, but I think it's scarier on a thematic level. I mean, there's a couple there, of visuals, especially towards the tail end when you realize I mean, not when you realize I feel like it's fairly obvious right from the jump. But when when you see what certain people have sacrificed to get wealth in life, there's a couple of visuals that are really seared in my brain. And I think this this show does a very good job of, you know, again, not that we're all blind to these issues, but I do find and I say this with genre filmmaking all the time. I do find that sometimes it's easier to wrap your mind around really scary human truths when you see it in, in like a scripted series like this. And there's certain things they explain and they show you in a way that you can't see in your day-to-day -day life that man it's a it's a gut punch it's horrifying to think about and it's horrifying to be able to visualize that way exactly there are definitely jump scares there are several moments that have gotten me <laughs> uh, pretty bad but it's not like it, they're not super common they're not all over the place and as you were saying like a lot of the horror is like almost existential mm -hmm. uh, it's more <laughs> it's more dread and more just like uncomfortableness than actually like being horrified. 
All right, I'm going to end sense. I'm going to end this conversation with one question. It's an evil question, John, because again, this cast is so damn good. If you had to give the Fall the House of House of Usher MVP award to one cast member, who would you pick and why? It's so I hard. Mean, Mark Mark Hamill does a great job. Mm-hmm. I've I've loved uh his work throughout it. Bruce, Bruce Greenwood obviously carries See, it yeah he he really heavily. and also the way he swooped in and just yeah that role in a, a really challenging situation he, he very well done. It. uh carla goo carla gugino yeah Cinema i, I can never say her last name i don't know oh so good but so good. she is fantastic it's gonna like okay i will say it's it's either greenwood or it's her it's okay. it's one of those two um Hamill is just out. So I love I love everyone in this show. And I yeah. really do mean everyone. It it's is super hard to pick. Like a really wild list of A plus fan of Flana family members right here. So it, it's hard to pick. But I'm gonna I'm gonna pick someone who who kind of ties back to who I was talking about in our last section. I'm going Mary McDonald, who plays um Madeline Usher. I, I like I don't know. Maybe it's because I have again, I have Scream in my head where I do really like what she did in Scream 4. But it was still kind of, you know, it was like a little bit of a blah role. And here it's just like like this this like fierce, fiery presence. And I'm just like disturbed, but also fascinated by that character's kind of like no nonsense tunnel vision thinking. And what a fascinating dynamic with Bruce Greenwood. The two of them play siblings and man, is it just interesting to track. And the two of them are just electrifying together. But she she is one of those single actors in a large ensemble where no matter what's unfolding, even if it doesn't directly involve her heavily, you know to always keep an eye on her. And I, I really appreciate a performance that, and also a script where yeah. you are drawn to that character and they're keeping you on your toes in a way that ups the tension of the series overall. Job very well done. I do appreciate that she, like, she has this unique ability that, like, every scene that she's in when when she walks into the room, she almost just, like, sucks the warmth out of it, like, in <laughs> such a what powerful way. What an accurate way to describe that character. <laughs> oh, so great. All right. That's it. Clearly, we both highly recommend you all go out and binge The Fall of the House of Usher. It is something else, and I really am hoping that it's a series that we talk about all the way through to Emmy season next year. I don't even know how to talk about Emmy season anymore because now it's Emmys 2024. Yeah. Two, I guess we'll see. Hopefully. It's going to be weird. Yeah, hopefully we'll figure we'll figure out what this industry is up to in the near future. Hopefully. In the meantime, that was a lovely chat, John. Thank you for being here <laughs> thank today. You. I appreciate it. And to everybody out there watching this episode of Collider Dailies, thank you for being here. Thank you for participating in the live chat and stay tuned. You will have John and Maggie to watch bright and early tomorrow morning or afternoon, depending on where you live. Goodbye, everyone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.